we are going to continue. Um, we're going to continue this series that we're in. Pastor Dustin has been preaching to us. Amen. <clears throat> uh, how many tell me what the uh, name of the series is? Knowing God. How many want to know God a little better? Amen. That's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to get to know him a little bit better. Um, we've had opportunities, of course, that have given us chances to get to know him better just in life. Um, how many have gotten to know him a little bit better just because of this doggone pandemic that's happening here? So much has changed. If you think about it, my goodness, think about prior to the pandemic and some of the things that we do today that we would have, well, some of us dreamt we wished we could do and, you know, like working from home. How many enjoy working from home? Yeah. Some people are ready to get back to work, you know, back to the office. Uh, some people who are in construction never got that opportunity. They were just always there doing it. Uh, out there uh, in the field and with customers' houses. But, you know, things change so much. I mean, who would have ever thought that we'd be going around wearing masks everywhere we go, if we go to a restaurant, if we go to a store, if we go wherever, you know? Uh, things change. Things change. Constantly uh, changing. <clears throat> um, politics. Wow, you talk about change. Just, I mean, that's just a vicious circle of change that's happening in this world. And then I love, I love, um, I love living in a place like Lake St. Louis where they say there's really no other place that can, that can physically grow in, in St. Charles County except for Lake St. Louis. And there, there, there's room to grow. And so I love when I see something getting ready to be built, I'm like, okay, what is that? Hopefully it's a good restaurant. You know, hopefully it's something. Don't put in another Dollar General or, you know, uh, something like that. Give us a good restaurant. Amen? Yeah. See, I'm not alone there. <clears throat> and then technology. Technology is changing, like, faster than we can blink almost. Technology is changing. I, I was thinking about... Um, <clears throat> I was thinking about the camera guys probably having a great time following me around today. Thank you so much for that. Um, but I was thinking about, what was I thinking about? Um, I was thinking about, my dad died when he was young. He was 59 years old. Uh, so he, he was young when he died. I'm 58. People, I am not old. I do tell people I'm the old fogey of this church, but um, I'm still not really old. Right, uh, Tony? <laughs> but, um, yeah, there you go, see? Um, but I think about if Dad would come back, Dan, what, you know, what technology out there would he, like, go, whoa, that is cool, you know? And I got to thinking about it. I think it would be the smartphone. He was one of those guys that, like, um, you know, when a new gadget came out, he had the CBs, you know, whenever that was the thing. And, and then, he, then he got the first car, phone or whatever, you know. He loved that kind of stuff. And um, 
And so, man, he would freak out if he saw, just like stepped into this world right now and saw me talking to him on the phone and seen FaceTime, you know. And he's like, oh, my gosh, he would, he would freak out. Change, changes. It's just like, it's crazy. <clears throat> We're in a fast-changing world. The pace of change just keeps getting faster. And you know what? Sometimes too much change creates some anxiety. It creates some stress in our lives. If you think about it, <clears throat> It can be pretty stressful when you have a job change, you know, when you find out, oh, I don't have that job anymore. Um, and, and, oh, you know, um, schools. I mean, think about the kids in their school. Man, once again, if I would have been a kid at this time, like, I get to stay at home and do my work. Um, but, yeah, change. It's always constantly changing, and people's lives are changing all the time. We got COVID babies coming like crazy. <clears throat> and uh, we are building this church, I'm telling you, baby by COVID baby. And, uh, and then people, young couples are getting married like crazy. In 2020, I did two or three. And then, Devin, did you do one in 2020? And then Dustin, I think, might have done one. I mean, like 2020 was apparently the year, and now we're doing it again. I got two more in 2020. I got one this month. Is it No, next month will be tomorrow. It'll be next month. And so just, you know, people getting married, change. That's change. That's big change right there. Um, buying a home. Buying a home. That's a big change. I found out, oh, our director here at the, at the preschool, they're trying to get closer to the church um, and, and closer to her husband's work. And uh, she told me, she said, um, I already have somebody to buy my house. Now, that, I, you know, it's a different world. Uh, she says, I already got somebody to buy my house, and I'm getting ready to put the, 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 um, a bid on this house that's coming up for sale um, this weekend. And they're giving us 48 hours to put your bid in on this house, to buy this house. Now, usually, at least whenever I was trying to sell my house, I was like waiting for months for somebody, but not in this world. It's changed. It's changed. Now you got to get your bid in within 48 hours or you miss out on the opportunity to pay more than what they're asking for. <clears throat> We're constantly dealing with change, and then you've got people that tell you, oh, man, I'll, I'll, I'll be there, I'll do that, and then all of a sudden, what, they change their mind. People changing their mind. In one of our life groups, Pastor Dustin was just talking about, he asked our group, he said, and you know, just, just asked me, he says, what is the biggest and I want you to write this down. What's the biggest pet peeve you got? And so out of 12, four of us, four of us said people who don't do what they say that they're going to do, they change their mind. I read where it said when everything else is changing, that people look for some stability somewhere in their lives. And they don't always find or you know, end up using this, the right thing. So the question is, is there anything in this world that is permanent? Is there anything that is reliable that never changes in this world? And so the answer, because we're all here today, is in the word of God. And we're going to break open James chapter 1, verse 17. It says, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not 
change like a shifting shadows. Another translation says, with God there are never, everybody say never. With God there are never the slightest variation or shadow of inconsistency. Wouldn't it be cool that you could just like you could just know just like you could just know that whatever he says that it, that's done and like let it be so. In Psalm 102, 25 through 27, it says, In the beginning, he's saying, You God, you laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. <clears throat> you you built some things with your hands. They, they, they though, they will perish, but you remain they will all wear out like a garment like clothing that you will change them and then they will be discarded sort of like when we change our clothes from one day to the next change but it says but you remain the same and your years will never end god is much listen to me he is much different than his creation Where, where we see that God causes the universe to change, I'm telling you something, the contrast is that he does not change. He is the same. He is the same today. I want us to look at the Bible and what the Bible scholars call God's immutability, and that simply means God don't change. God don't change, and you can bank on that. You can bank on it. You, you, can, you can bank on everything that you own on that you can bet your children on that some of you going what <laughs> wait 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 what well, say that again steve you can bank it you can bank on it malachi chapter 3 verse 6 says i the lord do not change you know what he is always the same he always has been and he always will be the same <clears throat> he'll never change now listen because we are imperfect we do change everything else in creation changes except for god have you noticed that you personally constantly change <laughs> i remember when i was a kid looking in the mirror i was standing beside my dad and i was just a little guy and i'm going you gotta be kidding me. i'm gonna look like that I mean, he was old, you know. He it didn't have, he had gray hair, glasses, and, you know, just, yeah, just, I mean, the lines in our life change. The hairline, <laughs> the waistline. <laughs> We're always changing the way that we act. We're always changing the way we think. We're always changing the way that we look, always trying to catch up with the culture of life and always changing the way we talk and trying to keep up, like I said, with everything that's going on around us. And, and all this change creates stress in our lives. And this morning, I want to talk about calming it down a little bit and steadying the ship, so to speak, how to, how to stabilize your life. How many need some stability in your life <clears throat> with everything, all the change that's going on <coughs> in the midst of all this continual change? And to do that, let's look. Let's look at let's look at the Creator. Let's look at uh, God today. Let's let's get to know 
God today a little bit better. Dial in this morning uh, a few things about God that never change, and I think they're going to help build some stability into your life and help you be able to rely on these things. And so they are things that you can always count on. And the first one is God's love for me never changes, never changes. Doesn't care what I do, how many times I spit in his face, so to speak. How many times I do exactly the opposite of what he tells me not to do. He still loves me. Jeremiah 31.3, God says, I have loved you with an everlasting, everlasting love. You, you, were, you were created to be loved by God. That's why you were created to be loved by You are the object of God's love. God's love is consistent and it's continual. And one of the reasons that we get frustrated with relationships in our life is because people change. They're inconsistent. They're, they're, they're unpredictable and they change from one day to the next. They change. You've heard it say, man, you're just not the man I married. Or my, my tender-hearted child has become this rebellious punk teenager. And I don't even recognize you anymore. You know, we're, we're shifting. We're, 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 we're erratic people. That's what we are. And David said in Psalms 119, he says, Your love, talking about God, your love never changes. God's character never changes. Nobody ever says, my goodness, what, what has gotten into God today? I mean, goodness sakes. He's just, he's just not himself today. <laughs> you know what? God's always himself. God's always himself. So often we hear about foster children being tossed from one foster family to another foster family. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine? Some of you can because you're part of it. But, but can you imagine that? God bless Ed and Margie Hopper. Um, they they um, <clears throat> foster parents, and they're, they're part of the Bridge family, and, and they got COVID right now as we speak. And so, you know, one of our family members, Becky, she sees and hears all this stuff. She's like our pulse, you know. She gets out there, and she, you know, does things, and, and the next thing we know, oh, guys, the church better get on board with that, you know. But you see, that's, that's exactly what the church is all about. And so she, she jumps in there and she makes a meal train for them. And, and uh, you know, so, you know, we've got, we're trying to take care of it. We, we dropped off a bunch of groceries at their, at their house uh, the other day and trying to make sure that they got, they got six kids, man. I mean, I've been there. She, she cooked, oh, my gosh. She cooked for me when I went there one time. We had two roasts. We had all kinds of potatoes, all kinds. I mean, you would not believe the spread that she had. And I was stuffed. Uh, sort of, and then, uh, and then at the end of that, she brings out this like triple layer chocolate cake that was unbelievable. It was un unbelievable, and this is the way she. Oh, this, I didn't cook this for you. This is what I cook every night. This is the kind of stuff I cook every night. So, Bridge family, when you drop off some food, you can't drop off a little pasta dish and some salad and, and something like that. You got to say, hey, listen, I'm bringing in the army. I got I got to feed an army here. So. 
Uh, everybody's they're doing the meal train thing. You guys jump on. If you haven't jumped on the train, jump on the train and let's help. Let's be a family member here. Let's be a good family member and jump in here and, and help them out. But anyway, I was, got off topic. Anyway, uh, uh, these, these foster kids, you know, uh, uh, they, they go from one place to the, to the next. And you, you, like I said, you talk about change, hoping one of these times when they get into the home that that, that, that family is going to love me, that that family is going to keep me, and they're only to find out whether they're going to shift gears and go somewhere else. And can you imagine that change that happens at this point? Guys, uh, th- this is what I'm trying to say is, is that you never have to doubt God's love for you. Never, 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 never. No matter what happens, no matter what you do, no matter how I feel, God's love for me, God's love for you has not changed, not even one little bit. <clears throat> Romans 8, 38, nothing will be able, this, this is scripture, this is God's word, nothing, everybody say nothing. nothing. Nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God. Aren't you glad for that? doesn't matter whether we go apart. You know, we, we step aside and we go astray. He still loves us. I'll never forget when I was just a kid. My dad had, had stepped away from the Lord. Mom and dad had stepped away from the Lord. I didn't even know what church was. I had no clue what church was. We're going to church this Sunday. What? I don't know what that is. But, but he would take me to my grandmother's house. It was in the city, and he would drop me off. I'd ride in the truck with him and and uh, I think God was, it was his way of, God was dealing with my dad. And I'll never forget coming home on those truck rides. And it happened like way more than once. It was like often that he would just break out in song. And he would break out in a song that I had no clue about, but it felt so good when I heard it. And it was <laughs> simply Jesus loves me, this I know. And as a little boy that had no clue who Jesus was, I felt the love. And I know that my dad, that God was dealing with him on those those truck rides home and eventually found his way back. But there was never a time when he was out where God, where Jesus didn't love him. You can go to bed tonight, get up tomorrow morning, and God has not changed his mind about you. As parents, maybe you have a bad day every once in a while, and your kids get on your nerves. But God never has a bad day. He never, he's never moody. He's never fickle. He's, he's always consistent. So when, when circumstances of life change, when tragedy strikes, when you can't find a job, when you can't, you know, make ends meet, uh, when, when we pray and, and it just seems like it goes nowhere and, and there's no immediate answer and all that kind of thing, when things just don't go your way, just remember God's love for you hasn't changed, not even just a little bit. The next thing that I want to talk to you about is that God's word, <laughs> we sang it today. God's word never changes. It never changes. His laws, his principles, his commands are timeless. They're timeless. In Isaiah chapter 40, verse 8 says, the grass withers and the flowers fade. Those things go away. 
but the word of our God shall stand forever. The Bible, listen to me, the Bible, the word of God is as fresh, as relevant, as up-to-date, has never been, never been obsolete, never been. Some would say, oh, that's, that's old time stuff. That's, that's like old uh, fairy tales, if you will. Um, uh, just good stories about good people. Um, yeah. Who lives by that stuff these days? I mean, it's outdated. It's outdated. I talk to young people, and they, they look. At, I try to give them a little direction once in a while. Oh, you're just old, old-fashioned. <laughs> and, and, and seriously, I, no, no. You laugh. That's serious. They, they tell me. Um, you're, you're just, that's old-fashioned. Oh, no. If it's my word, okay, it's old-fashioned. But when I'm giving advice, I'm giving God, God's word to them. That never changes. I might be an old fogey, but the word is, 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 is as real and for me as, as it can be. Listen, anything that man writes eventually becomes obsolete and dated. At the rate of scientific discovery today, by the time that a science textbook is printed, it's already obsolete. <clears throat> Man's ideas, they just don't last. You need, listen to me, you need to build your life on something more stable, something more permanent, something that is unchangeable. Not the current fad, not the culture that's happening in the day. And, and, and I'm gonna tell you something, in 20 years, uh, the newest fad that's going on right now is gonna be gone. It's gonna be gone. In Matthew chapter 24, verse 35, Jesus, red letters, says this, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. There's never been any book ever written that's been more attacked, more criticized, more, more ridiculed, more burned, more um, 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 outlawed than the Bible. Yet today, all of those dictators that try to do away with it, all of those Caesars, all of those, those fanatics, if you will, all of them are dead. Where's the word of God? The word of God is still stands. It still stands. It's still here. In Psalms 119, 152, long ago I learned from your statutes that you established them to last forever. Alan Shepard Jr., many of you probably don't even recognize that name unless you're a little older. The very first American astronaut in space was asked uh, uh, by a reporter just before that he got into the capsule to, to take his trip. He says, what is the one thing that you're depending on most? <clears throat> what is the one thing that you're depending on most when you jump into that and you get into that space and do that, that adventure. And his answer was classic. He said, I'm depending on the fact that God's laws never change. Think about that. Can you imagine the rotation of the earth all of a sudden kind of you know, changed and went a different direction? Or can you imagine gravity all of a sudden reverses itself? And some of us would like that. But I'm just saying, you get the idea. <clears throat> When God made this universe, he established some universal laws that, listen to me, that never, ever change. <clears throat> they never have and they never will. And just as God has created that on the physical laws, the physical laws, 
There are, listen to me, there are moral laws. There are spiritual laws that God has set up that we cannot ignore because they don't change either. If we ignore, listen to me, if we ignore those moral and those spiritual laws, here's what we have. We have chaos. Chaos. How many can relate to chaos? I mean, in 2020, can we now relate a little bit more to chaos? That's what happens when we ignore moral laws, spiritual laws, chaos. I mean, all you got to do is look at, and these are older numbers, so they're probably even worse. Uh, Look at what drugs have done. 900,000 adults and young adults ages 12 and older have used heroin in the past year. 586 of those individuals suffer from a heroin use disorder. Over 50,000 a year die who overdosed on heroin. That's just drugs. What about sexual immorality? Oh, that's, you're an old fogey, Steve. Uh, that's old rules. You know, look at, look at what's happening today. Everybody's following the culture and doing whatever. Look what divorce alone has done to the moral fabric of this country. Some of you have been a part of that. I mean, even just from being parents and, and even yourselves. God love you. Let's get through this thing. Come out on the other end. How about killing unborn and innocent babies? Chaos, man. That, I don't care. You cannot justify killing an unborn child. I don't care what it is. You can't justify it. You can't do it. Around a million babies per year, just in the U.S., by the way. From 1973, when they, they basically you know, changed the laws, nearly 60 million legal abortions occurred. That's an average of under, a little under 1.3 million a year since then, since 1973. That's what happens when we ignore God's laws. We need to stop changing. Listen to me. Listen to me very closely. We need to stop changing his rules to fit our desires. God has established some laws, some principles, some commands in his word that do not change. There are some, guys, there are some, I don't care where you've come from, what school you've come from, there are some absolutes. There are some things that will always be right, and there are some things that will always be wrong. It's not a matter of opinion, Contrary to popular opinion, God does not, listen to me, he does not invent new rules for every new generation that comes along. That's not the way it works. Satan's temptation is always to get us to uh, question God's word. He did it in the very beginning to Eve. And he says, did, did God really say you couldn't? Satan says, did, did God really say you couldn't eat of that? He's getting Eve, listen to me, here's what he's doing. He's getting Eve to question God's word. These days, Satan, 
he puts a little different twist on it today, and he says this phrase. He says, oh, well, that, that's your interpretation of it. That, that, that's, that's your interpretation of Scripture. God, listen to me. Some of God's commands are just plain out simple. Thou shalt not kill. I mean, how more simple can you get than that to understand it? And when you go up to a stop sign, how do you interpret that? Okay, uh, stop. The fact is that God's word is plain, and it just hasn't changed. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 24, it says, Everyone who hears these words, are you hearing his words today? Somebody say amen. amen. If you're hearing his words today, say amen loud. Amen. Listen to this. Everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice... Okay, there's a little bit extra there. I kind of stuck in on the hearing part. We all can hear what he's saying, but now are we going to put it into practice? Because it doesn't do any good just to hear it, does it? So the Word of God says, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man. How many want to be wise? Is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Jesus says there are two ways to build a house. You can build it on sand. You can build it on a rock. Listen to me, if you don't build it on solid foundation, the whole building is going to eventually tilt and fall over. <laughs> I'm not going there, but I'm having some of that stuff with the condos that we live in. God is saying that if you build your life on the current fad, if you build your life on culture today, on what people say are, is right or wrong, on the theories of people, you name it, whatever, then you're building on shifting sand. Listen, when, when the changes of life come, I call that when life happens, right? <clears throat> and they will. If you're, if you're following the fads and you're following the culture, what's going to happen is, is you're gonna, you're gonna, your, your house is built on shifting sand. If you want to have stability, like I said, when life happens, you've got to build it on something that never changes never changes god's love for me never changes in his word never changes and you can bank on it you can take it to the bank always it's always it's always the right thing to do it may not seem the way it may not seem the right way to go in fact it may be the hardest thing that you've ever done it might be seem like it's so unreasonable nobody does that it might seem like the most unpopular thing, but I'm telling you right now, it is always, everybody say always, it's always the right thing to do. Always. Too many of us believe that we, you know, we put more stock, we put more stock in what we see on the news. We do. More stock in what we see on the news and the internet. Why, why do we spend so much time watching TV and the news or looking for truth, looking for truth on the internet? Oh, it's got to be real. I Googled that one. We do that rather than, rather than reading the word of God, rather than listening to the creator of all things, rather than the word. It just doesn't make sense. Listen, these journalists, listen to me very closely. These journalists, these writers, these producers, they are sharing their agenda. <laughs> Not necessarily the truth. I ain't saying 
that some of the stuff they're, they're saying is not true. They feel it's their responsibility to move our culture forward. They think it's their responsibility to progress our society. And they move us in that direction because they're, they, got a, they got an audience. Can you imagine letting Hollywood lead us in our culture, in our morals, in our beliefs? Listen to me, those are human ideas, human rules, humanity's agenda, and they are ever-changing and unstable every time. If you want to have more stability in your life, I'm going to tell you what you need to do. You need to make time to read the Word of God. Do you want to get to know Him? Read the Word of God. It's His Word. Read it. Make time to get into a life group. That, that, that we're starting right back up. Hmm. If you want stability in your life, make time to get to a life group. If you want stability in your life, make time to come to church. Every stinking time the doors are open, be here to listen to God's word. Start filling your mind with things that never change, with things that are stable, that you can count on. Then, then when you're wondering, well, what in the world do I, do I do in this situation that's happening in my life? Like, God forbid somebody in my family would fall sick or ill with something very serious. Like, or, or somebody loses their job or, or somebody is faced with uncertainty in their marriage or in their finances. And, and all of a sudden, God's word pops into their mind. And, 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 and here it is. True, uh, trust in the Lord with all my heart. And the end of that promise is he'll guide you in your paths. Trust in him. Finally today, no matter what happens to you, in you, no matter what happens through you, God's purpose, God's purpose for your life will never, ever change. <laughs> Some of you I know are thinking, oh, yeah? Isaiah chapter 14, verse 24, the Lord Almighty has sworn. How many times do you read where God's sworn? Not very often. The Lord Almighty has sworn, surely as I have planned it, so it will be. <laughs> as I have purposed, so it will be. You see, God is at work in human history. In fact, history is really his story. God's plan. It's God's story. What is, what's the world coming to? It's coming to the exact climax, climax that God has planned from the very beginning. And I'm not sure what all that involves. I don't know all of what the future holds, but I know who holds the future in his, in his hands. The Bible says, nobody knows, only the Father which is in heaven. In Psalms 33, verse 11, his plans endure forever. His purposes last eternally. Question for you. 
do your plans ever change? How many times did you have to change the decorations in your house, Bobby, after Jessica said, I don't want that, I want this. I want this, I want this. And then and Bobby's like, oh, God, here we go again. <laughs> How often do they change? Why do your plans, why do your plans change so much? Well, we're just human. We run out of time. We run out of money. We run out of energy, out of effort, whatever, resources. So our plans have to change and tweak and adjust and all that. But listen to me, and we're going to talk more about these two things in the future. But since God is omniscient, which means God knows everything. Everybody say that God knows everything. And then since he's omnipotent, which means God has all power. Can you imagine all, all like, think about that. All power. He knows everything. He's got all power. Listen to me. Because of those two things, his plans never, never, never have to change. Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 6 says, his ways are eternal. God, listen, listen to me. God doesn't have a plan B for your life. <laughs> We do things in our lives to jack things up so bad, to mess things up so bad. But don't you think God knew about those things in advance before you jacked it up? I mean, doesn't God know the, begin, the end from the beginning? He, all he did is he just wove. Is that the right word? He, he, he wove all of those big messes that you created all, all the things that you, you jacked up and everything into his plan for your life. And he just, he just kind of included them in. In Romans chapter 8, verse 20, it says, all things work together for good. God somehow, somehow, he turns what the enemy meant for evil. We sing about this. And, and he brings something good out of it. Somehow he's able to. Only God can do that. And, and somehow they all seem to fit into his plan. And that means that no matter what has happened in your life, listen to me, I don't care what has happened in your life. As I mentioned earlier, I don't care if it was just last night. You're still on plan A. You're still on plan A. God hasn't changed his mind, and his purpose for your life hasn't changed. I hear, I hear people say, man... I made a huge mistake, big mistake. So from now on, I guess I'm on, I have to suck, settle for second best. No way. Uh, listen to me. I've read the Bible, and I don't read that anywhere. I don't see that anywhere in the Scripture. You're still on God's plan A. What is God's plan for my life? In John chapter 10, verse 10, I have come that you might have life. That's what Jesus said. He wants you to enjoy life. He wants you to live it and not just exist. He wants you to enjoy it. And then in Romans 8, 29, it says, God's plan for your life is to become like Jesus Christ. His plan hasn't changed. In Romans 8, 29, it says, God's plan for your life is to become like him. 
You learn to think like he thinks. You learn to, to feel like he felt. You learn to act like he acted. It all begins with one thing, guys, one thing. It all begins with the one thing that he desires most from you, and that's a relationship with you.